Happy Halloween, everybody. My name is Ryan. I am Daniel. And we are your small town nerds. How's it going, Daniel? I'm doing pretty okay. How about yourself, kiddo? I'm doing fabulous. Oh, really? Fantastic. Why, why? It's a great spooky season. It's it's a great Halloween, even though it's not Halloween now. It is when you're listening. Unless you're listening to it like in the future or days after we release this, which is very possible. Uh, it I, is I don't possible. know how many people Probably listen likely. on release day. I guess I could look at statistics, but I'm lazy. I don't want to do that. That's right. That's right. I know I don't listen. Wow. I don't like listening to myself. We've gone over this several times. Yeah, but just put it on on like silent or something so we can get those get those sweet downloads, man. Mm. Well, anyways, welcome everybody to the Small Town Nerds Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things nerdy. It is, of course, Halloween on the day of release. Not the day you're listening, but the day of release. And we are wrapping up our spooky season special season sessions where we're talking about some horror movies and the horror movie genre. But before we get to that, we do have some nerd news that we have to cover. Daniel, would you like to kick us off with the first bit of news? Yeah, so I guess I'm going to say this because I guess Ryan didn't see it before I told him before we started recording, but as I'm sure many people are going to be sad to hear, uh, even though I haven't watched the show personally, so I can't say much, but yeah, Henry Cavill is not going to be playing... Henry, or not Henry, uh, Geralt? Is it Geralt? Geralt of Rivia. Geralt of Rivia in The Witcher. He'll be around for season three, and after that, he's, uh, he's not, he's not gonna be there anymore. Uh, I believe he's getting replaced with Liam Hemsworth, but with him returning as Superman, uh, I think that's gonna be taking most of his time. So, unfortunate that he's not gonna be doing it anymore, but at least he'll be getting another great role back yeah i i was not aware of this news before daniel told me before we started recording but i have watched the witcher i am a fan of the show haven't played the games and i haven't read the books, so i don't know the extended lore or iterations but i have watched the tv show both seasons and i really like henry cavill as Geralt. i think he really embodies the character very well um it's almost as if he was born to play that role and him leaving makes me worry because i do not know i mean i i have no problem with liam hemsworth i haven't really seen him in anything recently i don't know if i've seen him in anything actually i've seen him in the hunger games he was in hunger games yeah he's uh that other dude you know wow that is his other dude that was so descriptive very very well done well not not Peta, but the but the other dude from district district 12 that that she kind of had a thing for. I'm going to have to go back and watch this now. Yeah. I don't... I don't uh, Gail. That's his name. Gail. Isn't that a girl's name usually? It could be. I don't know. You just insulted all the male Gales out there. Well, I mean, I think in Bob's Burgers, uh, the, 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 the mom's sister's name is Gail. That's besides the point. Liam Hemsworth is a fine actor, and I have no problem with him playing Geralt. I don't know if I'm happy with them replacing henry cavill though 
and I'm also wondering if this was his decision or if the studio was just basically like, hey, we see that you're going to be going with Superman. We're not going to call you back. So I wonder if it was a studio thing or if it was a Henry Cavill thing or if it was a kind of a mixture of the both of them. It was most likely a little bit of both. But they... I, I just know that Henry Cavill is a huge Witcher fan. Yes. He played the games, he read the books, and he loved playing Geralt. So I'm just... But... It's odd that he would step away from it. The thing is, if you were to look online, there are so many people that have been dying to see him come back as Superman. And now that he is back, I think everyone is just extremely excited and he's receiving a lot of positive feedback. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of it is just him wanting to uh, go with that because so many people seem to be expressing their positivity towards that character instead of Geralt. Yeah, but how how much time is playing Superman really going to take? Unless unless they film like full-length movies with Superman in it? I mean, cameo and guest appearances aren't going to really take that much time. Well, I'm... He does do other movies outside of the witcher so it's not like he can't do both projects at once i'm sure that there's a lot of superman content coming i think that's something that he said in an instagram video that he put out i don't remember off the top of my head but i do think he said something along the lines of there is a lot to come um i mean just to really recap my thoughts on this before we move on to the next bit of news i I'm not a huge DC movie fan. Obviously, I enjoy them for what they are sometimes. But I'm also a really big fantasy fan, so I'm almost I almost would prefer to still have him as Geralt and then to minimize his Superman. Like I would rather get a solid complete Witcher show for 6-7 seasons than to get Man of Steel 2. Maybe that's a hot take, but that's my take. I don't know. I'd personally rather get Man of Steel 2. Uh, you know, I do actually have The Witcher 3 on my PlayStation downloaded and everything. Mm-hmm. I have played it for a total of like 10 minutes. I should really get back into it. Well, actually, speaking of The Witcher games, I just saw something that I think The Witcher is getting a remastered using the new Unreal Engine, whatever it is, Unreal Engine 5. They're going to do a complete remaster. But yeah, so The Witcher, I'm not thrilled on the news. I mean, Henry Cavill does as he does. If that's what he wants to do, I can't fault him on it. But it's gonna be it's gonna be different not having him as Geralt. So yeah, it's unfortunate. Oh well, life moves on. And I'm also gonna be very disappointed if the follow up Superman appearances in movies suck. If they do, I'm gonna be just more disappointed. But. It's whatever. Yeah, life my life on, doesn't my life doesn't depend entirely on uh, uh character appearances in movies and TV shows. I mean, it's always nice, but it's not like my heart's going to break and my life is going to end if Superman doesn't make a ton of appearances or they're bad appearances. Yeah. So, I mean. Anyways. Yeah. Next bit. Yeah, so uh, in the last week, we have actually gotten two different trailers for Marvel projects that are going to be coming mm-hmm. out. I think they were back-to-back uh, d- in 
day-wise. Yeah, so one was on the 25th, one was the 25th, the other was the 26th. So October 25th, the trailer for the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special released, and that is probably because it's exactly one month before the special itself will be releasing. So if you haven't seen the trailer, uh, it kind of just tells you the entire plot of the special. So it is going to... Essentially, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be following mostly uh, Drax and Mantis, it looks like, and their quest to come to Earth and walk around L.A. or Hollywood or whatever and uh, essentially kidnap Kevin Bacon. Heck yeah. It Let's a- get this bacon. It actually looks like a lot of fun. There are no two aliens I would rather see wandering the streets of Hollywood than... Drax and Mantis. It's going to be yeah, I think fantastic. Their interactions in Guardians 2 were some of my favorite bits of Guardians 2. Um, I think they, the, the two characters bounce really well off each other. And I think having them in a modern human situation like downtown Hollywood at Christmas time looking to kidnap Kevin Bacon to give to Star-Lord as a Christmas present to cheer him up because Gamora is gone. I think that's a very fun premise. I don't know how this is going to tie into Guardians 3 because supposedly this is like a heavy tie-in to Guardians 3. Not sure how that's going to work, but it looks like a lot of fun, so I'm down for it. I don't know. Maybe as Drex and Mantis are trying to kidnap Kevin Bacon, Adam Warlock comes in and kidnaps Drex and Mantis. Maybe. I have Maybe. no idea. Also, another thing from this trailer that is pretty cool, Groot. Uh, he's mm-hmm. not that skinny little twig that he was in Endgame and Inf- Infinity War. Uh, and it looks like, I could be wrong, Ryan, I don't know what your thoughts are, but it looks like it was an actual like practical suit that an actor was wearing instead of it being all CG. That'd be amazing if it was. I didn't pick up on on that if if that is the case. That would be really cool, though, if they start doing Groot semi-practical. Yeah. And have, like, the body of Groot be a practical suit and then have the head obviously be CG. Well, you can make a lot of the head practical and then just, like, CG the face on. I suppose, but I don't... I'm wondering if it would almost be easier to just have the the motion capture head exposed and then they just CG on top of the actor's face. Eh, it could be that too. But yeah, you'll have to go back and look at that trailer and let me know what you think. I shall. I shall. Well, what about the other trailer? What was the other trailer that we got? The other trailer that we got was for Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania, Which is the first Marvel movie in Phase 5. Yes. So, kind of a big deal. Yeah. And it gave us our first look at Kang the Conqueror. Not uh, the one who remains or he who remains or whatever he was called at the end of Loki. He who remains, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but this was actually Kang the Conqueror in his full uh, purple and green suit with the purple and blue face mask. And Mm -hmm. he looks so great. He looks menacing. He looks powerful. Yeah. Uh, The only downside to this trailer, it did not give us a look at MODOK, which I was looking forward to quite a bit i want to see this fully mechanical thing that marvel studios is going with instead of the uh weird massive head giant person. baby head yeah but yeah. uh yeah i'm definitely excited because it yeah kang does come across as kind of menacing mm-hmm. but then again he does 
Then again, uh, Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher also came off as menacing. And in the movie, he yeah. did, but the movie itself was eh. Was not menacing. So, but I have a feeling that they will, will stick the landing for this movie much better than they did for Thor Love and Thunder. I, I, is it the same director who directed the first two Ant-Man movies? I do not know. Is it Peyton Reed? That's a great question. Let's see here. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Let's see. Director. Director Does... Peyton Reed. Yep. yep. So it's the same guy that did the last two Ant-Man and movies. And the previous two Ant-Man movies, while they weren't like anything crazy or super special, they were still a lot of fun. And I think they're still pretty solid and consistent movies. So with them taking a very... A more drastic change in tone to this movie compared to the other two. As long as they can can harness the same kind of consistency that they managed to stick with in the previous two movies, I think this movie should still um, get put together rather well. Yeah, something else. I like the premise of them kind of, kind of kind of getting like sucked into the quantum realm and then having to escape that way, and then meeting Kang along the way. I think it looks fun. Uh, something else, I'm not sure if you knew this, but uh, the actress that plays, uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember the actual character's name, Ant-Man's daughter. Uh, they recast Cassie? Cassie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they recast her from Endgame to Quantumania. Yes. Yep, the new actress Catherine Newton is her name. Yeah, I believe that's who Peyton Reed had in mind the entire time, but for some reason they went with someone different for Avengers Endgame. Um, personally, no, no um, slack to the actress from Endgame, but I think Catherine Newton plays a little bit more of a believable. I don't know how old she's supposed to be, like 16? Something like 17. that. 17? Um, she plays a more believable teenager. Yeah, in Endgame, she, in she definitely looked like she was 18 or 19, something like that. Yeah, she looked either late teens or early 20s. And I think, well, what was Cassie in Ant-Man and the Wasp? Probably 10, 11, 10, 12? 10-ish. So that would put her around 15, 16, 17. And I think uh, the newer actress fits that a little bit better. And she's going to have a much larger role. And I think probably a little bit on, on their side for casting. Catherine Newton has been in some bigger... Not big movies, but movies that have garnered a little bit of attention and attaching a bigger name to the character might draw in a little bit more. You know? I do not know at all what else she was in. Uh, let's. See. The only other movie that I know is that she was in a horror movie. Uh, Happy Death Day, I think. No, not Happy Death Day. Paranormal Activity It was Activity the 4? other one. Oh, was she in one of those movies? Paranormal no, she Activity was in. 4, yeah. I'm looking right now at everything she was in. Uh, it was something by Bloomhouse. Freaky? Yes, Freaky. With, with um, oh, what's the actor's name? Uh, Vince Vaughn? Yes. I believe that movie is with Vince Vaughn. Yes, it is. And that movie looked like a lot of fun. Uh, it's, it's like Freaky Friday where her and this serial killer switch bodies. So it's a teenage girl in the body of a serial killer and a serial killer in the body of a teenage girl. Huh. And she has to try to stop the serial killer from killing all of her friends in her body. Nice. Um, it had a fun premise. I never watched it, but uh, it's one of those she was, low budget horror movies that 
she was sounded fun. She was also in Detective Pikachu. Did you ever see that? I did. Who did she play in Detective Pikachu? Uh, some chick named Lucy. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie since it was in theaters. Yeah, it's been a minute. But yeah, the Ant Man trailer looks like fun. I think. I think it's a little too early to tell. Same thing with the Guardians three or the Guardians holiday special trailer. Uh, the minute and a half of footage that we got isn't really enough to put together a story or a solid opinion, but it looks like fun, and I am hopeful for it. They've also released a handful of new featurettes and, and little teaser trailers for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Those look like fun. Um, a, a little bit of extra footage, a little bit extra dialogue from Namor. Yeah, and uh, you know what? Speaking of Black Panther, since we're on the topic, you want to talk about some of the uh, technically the early, early reviews? reviews? Yeah, so... I did a little digging after the red carpet premiere, and I found some tweets and reactions from from the critics who got to watch the movie early. And by and large, they were almost entirely very positive. Now, of course, you have to take that with a grain of salt because the reviews for Thor Love and Thunder right away were very positive as well. Yeah. So it could be a recency bias, but what they what in general what they said is that it's a very emotional and beautiful film. Regardless of like an entertainment value, I, I do know one tweet said it, it it does feel like a superhero movie, like it's a very Marvel superhero movie, but it's also very emotional and very beautifully composed, not composed musically, but composed like put together. So that makes me um, happy and hopeful for the movie because that means they tribute it well to Chadwick Boseman and his passing. Yeah, so and they got a lot of comments or compliments on how they handled the passing of the torch. So, yeah, I already have very my positive. ticket for this. Uh I'm getting very excited. Mhm. Yep. It's coming up. It's next next Friday. Yes it is. I'm seeing it on Thursday though. Not this upcoming Friday, but the following Friday. November 11th. Just look November at your 11th. calendar. That that Friday. Yeah, so those early I, I don't know when the actual official like full reviews are or when the embargo is lifted but i'm sure that will be within another week or so and uh we'll we'll keep you updated on that daniel want to take us away with the next little bit yeah i suppose i can say it because i know that ryan doesn't really care at all but uh doctor who is going to be finding a new home everywhere in the world that isn't uh you know britain itself uh but it will be streaming all new episodes in every existing episode, I believe, uh, on Disney Plus at some point in time. I don't know when exactly it's going to be taking place, but Doctor Who will be a new Disney Plus show that you'll be able to watch. So for anyone that says, oh, I've never watched that, it looks dumb. It is dumb, but watch <laughs> it anyways, because it can be good at times. So I thought I saw that um, the most recent iteration just finished. They just finished with Jodie Whittaker. Is that uh, I have no idea. Oh, I no thought idea. I saw somewhere that the latest season just wrapped up and they will be moving on to the next Doctor pretty soon. I have no idea if that's accurate or not. I couldn't tell you. Uh, I have not watched anything Doctor Who, beso- well, after, I should say, uh, Matt Smith, the 11th Doctor, and I think he wrapped up in like 2015 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm a little behind on Doctor Who, but uh, those the three Doctors in the 
uh, I guess you could say revival. So it took like a 10-year hiatus or something like that between 95 and 05. I'm guessing. I don't know the years for sure off the top of my head. I'm, I'm literally pulling these numbers out of my butt. But uh, the three doctors before Matt Smith left. So that was Christopher Eccleston, who was... What was the Dark Elf's name in Thor? Uh, Malekith? Malekith. Yeah, he played Malekith. Uh, David Tennant, who was Kilgrave and Jessica Jones, and Matt Smith, who was the bad guy in Morbius. He's also Daemon Targaryen in House of the Dragon, which yeah. we will be doing a full season review, or I will be doing a full season review next week, so stay tuned for that. And Daniel, I actually just looked it up. The, um, the newest iteration of Doctor Who did just wrap up, and according to this... Jodie Whittaker's 13th Doctor has regenerated into David Tennant's 14th Doctor. So David Tennant is coming back to play the Doctor again. What? Apparently David Tennant is going to be playing the, the next iteration of Doctor Who once more. I'm looking this up. That does... That's what I'm seeing. David Tennant, Doctor Who returned. What? What? But it says only briefly. It says David Tennant um, will be here only briefly. And it looks like uh, some guy, Nikuti Gatwa? Yeah. I'm butchering his name. Uh, is going to be playing the next Doctor after that. Yeah, so I'm he'll sure be playing David the 15th Tennant's... Doctor. He'll be around for a little bit, but then... He'll probably be around for like a season, maybe? Probably. I don't know. Don't know. I'm not a, a Doctor Who guy, so I cannot tell you if that is good or bad news or if that's just puzzling news. I mean, David Tennant is a lot of people's favorite Doctor. He is awesome. He did a great job in the role. So, hey, maybe that maybe that's great news. Do you know what else is fantastic news, depending on who you ask? And it's really not any news at all. But Avatar 2, The Way of Water, has officially confirmed its runtime. Yep, so you're going to want to make sure... You're going to want to make... You're going to want to make sure you take a pee before going into the theater. Yes, it is a hefty, hefty three hours and ten minutes long, which I th was, a, I think, a little bit shorter than I was anticipating. I know I said beforehand that I was guesstimating at like three, three and a quarter, three fifteen, three thirteen, but truthfully, I probably expected it to be like almost three twenty, three and a half. Yeah, I mean, it's not quite as bad as uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, which was about four hours long. A little bit too long, if you ask me. Well, I, I liked it. And it's not like Lord of the Rings Return of the King, which is, I think, like four and a half hours, which isn't long enough. I, I okay, have no idea how you also just have long. a hard-on for Lord of the Rings. That is true. So, uh, yeah, Avatar 2, that's coming out in December. I don't know about you, but I actually am pretty excited. Uh, I need to rewatch the first one because it's been... Like two oh, years since I Re saw Return it. Return of the King is only three and a half hours long. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the default. Is that the version. regular or the extended? <laughs> I, I do not know. Return Ryan, of the King. Extended. For someone who loves Lord of the Rings so much, I'm surprised you don't know. Um. Okay. Yeah. So it says four hours and ten minutes. Yeah. So there you uh, go. Eventually, one of these one of these weekends, Ryan and I are planning on well, one of these weekends, a weekend that I don't work, so it's gonna be a while yet. But eventually, Ryan and I are planning on uh, getting together, 
one day watching all of the Lord of the Rings extended cuts, and the other day watching whatever Star Wars movies I say are worthy of watching. I say we only watch the new trilogy. No. Mm-hmm. That's that's the only trilogy that I would. It's the best refu- trilogy. Ryan, no. <laughs> it's true. The first the first movie wasn't bad, and the other two it was just it was all downhill. Anyways, but uh, moving on, moving on past Avatar and Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and all that, another series that's going to be coming to Disney Plus, not just Doctor Who, but this one is Marvel related. And I know a lot of people were curious about what's going to happen to this character after the end of WandaVision, but it is indeed Vision. A new series coming to Disney Plus at some point in the future is Vision Quest. It's going to be something about this new version of Vision, the white one. Uh, And I guess maybe just kind of figuring himself out. There's a rumor that uh, Elizabeth Olsen will be coming back to reprise her role as the Scarlet Witch. So that's something to look forward to. Yeah, um, I'll be honest. When you put it in our outline and you just typed Vision Quest... I had no idea what you were talking about. And now that you're saying it's MCU, I'm like, oh, this is a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just yeah. some strange little Disney Plus show. But no, it's MCU. This is huge. So I'm assuming it's probably going to be a Phase 6 project? Uh, it very well could be. Most likely, I think that Phase 5 is completely filled out as for yeah, uh, I th- what, I we're, think it what is. we're getting. Um, but yeah, it sounds really cool. I I everyone has been wondering where where Vision went and whether or not he will be coming back and I guess you get a brand new show Vision Quest which, which is a goofy name I got to be honest. Yeah, it it really is. It sounds like a But uh, so, title. WandaVision was also a really weird name. So That is true, but Vision Quest sounds like uh the title of some text-based adventure game for one of the original computers back in like the 1980s. <laughs> yes. Yes it does. I'm looking forward to seeing it, mostly just because I thought that the white vision suit, whatever, looked really cool. That's that's really the main reason I want to see it. It's just it's a cool aesthetic. Yes, it is, and I think it will really flesh out the character and where he is the new version of the character, rather. So, yeah, really cool. Um, and then the final little bit of news that we have is that Rick Riordan, the author of the Percy Jackson Heroes of Olympus, Kane Chronicles, Magnus Chase and other books has confirmed that a Percy a brand new Percy Jackson book will be on its way next year. It will be released next year. It is Percy Jackson the Olympians the Chalice of the Gods. So essentially this is the 6th book in the original 5 book series. It takes place while Percy is in college. Zeus's chalice which if you drink from it turns whoever drinks from it immortal has gone missing, and he has to request Percy, Annabeth, and Grover to go and find it. Um, apparently, Rick Riordan was pitching some ideas to Disney um, a couple years ago in hopes of getting either some kind of new adaptation made, and one of the things that he pitched was a new book starring Percy Jackson to release along with the Disney Plus show, which has now been confirmed. So... I'm assuming both the premiere of the Percy Jackson TV show and the release of this book will probably come around the same time next fall. I think that's a pretty smart move by both the author and by Disney. And as someone who is a huge 
Huge fan of Percy Jackson back in the day. Uh, obviously, I will be checking this out right away. So now was was Percy Jackson the the Disney Plus show going to be twenty twenty three? Because I looked on uh, Disney Plus their like coming soon section and uh, checked out the Percy Jackson tab whatever on that, and it sounded like that was going to be coming in uh twenty twenty four instead of twenty twenty three. Um. Now I do not know. Let me see. Let me see if it has early twenty twenty four is what it looks like. Oh, so, so maybe they'll release the book in late twenty twenty three, and then the show will come out shortly after. Either way, yeah, they'll that, they'll I mean, be released within a couple months of each other. It'll build up some hype for the Percy Jackson mm, character, especially if people, the book is good. Which yeah, it'll it'll give people a chance to read the book. And uh, then once everyone has a chance to read it or mm-hmm. listen to it, because audiobooks are dope, once everyone has a chance to get through the book, uh, then shortly thereafter, while they're still excited about the character, uh, the series will be coming out. Yes. Um, yep, it will go on sale September 26, 2023, and it will be following a Nico D'Angelo short story or solo novel called the sun and the star which will get released may 2023 for those who don't know who nico d'angelo is he's a supporting character in the percy jackson books son of hades pretty cool character he's getting his own book so yeah yeah Some i remember Riot the character news, but i remember cool. nothing about him that's all right um i do have questionable hopes for the book though just because rick riordan um at least for me didn't end the franchise off the best. I thought Blood of Olympus was a little bit of a letdown. I think 90% of the book was really, really fun. And then the last 10% felt really rushed. And he didn't really know what he wanted to do afterwards. And I haven't finished reading the Trials of Apollo franchise, which is the follow-up franchise after the Heroes of Olympus franchise. I haven't finished reading those. Sue me. It's whatever. But I know Percy makes an appearance in those books as well. So maybe that finishes off the story a little bit better, but we'll see. I have hopes for it, though. Yeah, how bad could it be? It could be pretty bad. All right. Well, Well, anyway. Speaking of bad stuff. Yeah. Daniel, I believe you saw Halloween Ends. I saw Halloween Ends. And what were your thoughts? Uh, It is a movie that exists in the world. One might even say it is one of the movies of all time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it, I thought it was really cool that they let Michael Myers cameo in the last movie of this uh, That's series. That's a considerable statement. Instead of following Michael Myers like every single other Halloween movie has ever done, they decide to fi- follow this other kid whose name I don't even remember. So obviously they did a great job building his character. Uh, but so, so they followed this kid who wants to like take up the mantle of the boogeyman or something like that. He puts on a mask and he kills people. Spoiler alert, by the way. Um, but it's, he's, he's not a good character. He's annoying. And he builds this like re- relationship. You could call it, I guess with, uh, what, whatever, um, the granddaughter's name is Ryan. Do you remember? I do not remember her, her, her name, but it's Lori Strode's granddaughter. Yeah, her granddaughter. They have a relationship in heavy air quotes. They go on two dates, and then they're talking about leaving town together and just leaving everything behind because 
the, the town is so messed up and it treats them so poorly because she survived Michael Myers, so people look at her differently. And he accidentally killed a kid, so people look at him differently. Well, no shit they look at him differently. He killed a kid. It's, it, it's incredibly disappointing. The final battle between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers is kind of rushed. The whole thing takes place over like two minutes, and yeah. it, uh, he's in the movie for a total of like ten minutes. Michael Myers, just, ugh, I I did not care for it. That's at unfortunate. All. So that's the end of my rant. Uh, Ryan, I'm not gonna ask you to say anything about it because you didn't see it. I did not see it, but I heard similar statements. Are we done with uh, Halloween ends? I think we can be done with Halloween ends. Are, yeah, so are we are we done talking about it? That's yes, my question. Yes, we are. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah, so the next two movies, they are The Exorcist and The Shining. I actually have seen The Shining. I saw it about a year ago, uh, and I was able to watch about half of The Exorcist today before I had to go into work. So... Uh, I have a little bit of an idea of what we're talking about here, but not as well of an idea as Ryan has. So I'm going to let him kind of take the reins on this one. I'm, I have mixed feelings about the movies because obviously they are some of the most renowned horror movies. And in at least in The Shining's case, or actually maybe even both cases, some of the most renowned movies just period. They are beloved among movie watchers. And going into that with that mindset... I thought they were fine. I thought I didn't find them scary. Obviously, I think you can tell you you can feel the 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 age, especially on the Exorcist, which is a much older movie, which is not a bad thing. I think older movies can still be entertaining and they can still be scary as well, but it just neither of them were really scary, so I can't give them points on being like terrifying movies. But as movies themselves, I thought they were both intriguing and interesting. Um, the characters, I think the characters in The Shining are more notable. I think I got to give credit to Stephen King for creating those characters and, and making that entire setup so so tangible. You can really You can really understand the characters and what they are going through. And then which makes the whole um, breakdown of, of Jack's mental state and the relationship between them even even more real and more devastating and terrifying um truthfully i thought i thought the exorcist was kind of funny all right really quick before you go on about the exorcist a couple things i want to say about the shining yeah go for it uh so uh in case you don't know just about everyone does know but in case you don't know stephen king uh actually hated the movie yes he did uh interpretation of the shining Still, it, it's a great movie. Don't get me wrong. I haven't read the book or listened to the audiobook because audiobooks are great. Um, but it's it, it's definitely Neither a good movie. So if he doesn't like it, whatever. Sucks to be him, I guess. Uh, and also, uh, just, uh, just another fun little fact. Uh, Stephen King mm-hmm. got the inspiration for The Shining after he stayed the night in a supposedly haunted hotel where he saw a ghost or something. I don't know exactly what it was, but, yeah, that's something I heard uh, about a year or so ago, too. And I thought that was a nice little, well, not a nice little fact, but a cool little fact. Yeah, I think as a movie, The Shining is a very well-made movie. Obviously, it's it's renowned for being one of the 
the best horror movies and just kind of best pieces of, of cinema ever made. And for that regards, I, I got to at least partly agree. I thought it was a very well-made movie. I thought it was entertaining. It's not really my cup of tea. It's a, it's a long movie. It's a slow burn, which I could feel at times. But other than those little little issues, I thought it was a totally um, appealing and entertaining older film. The Exorcist, truthfully, I thought was funnier at times than it was scary. Um, so that, I, I, I don't know if that's necessarily a negative, but I'm sure at the time when, when the little girl was possessed and was cursing at people and trying to stab herself in the crotch with the cross was probably a terrifying prospect. But now in 2022, I couldn't help but laugh because I thought it was out of left field and I thought it was uh, unexpectedly vulgar and funny. So funny in a, in a, in a weird wrong way but it was still amusing. So that made the, the movie a little bit more enjoyable because I was kind of I was kind of slagging at that point. It, it was kind of dragging along for me and I wasn't really vibing with it until it got to the whole possession scene and then I started to get more into it as I could see some of the, the first hints at some of the classic horror tropes come through. And I thought that was really fun to, to notice. So, yep, both movies I think are classics for a reason. I think they hold up, generally speaking, and they're really good pieces of film and cinema. Yeah, so for The Exorcist, uh, obviously I didn't watch the whole thing. I already said that. Uh, and I know this movie came out in 1970-something, like 72, 74, or something like that. I think it was earlier than that. It was the 1970s. I know that much. But it, it's So it's a definitely, definitely an old movie. 73. But, okay. Uh, so I'm going to give it a break, but the audio on it, is just yes awful for today's standards. Uh, the mixing yeah. on it, you can bar- I could barely hear what people were saying in some scenes, and even when I could, the uh, whole thing just sounded really tinny. Just really not not great f- uh, listening uh, pleasure. I don't know what the yeah listening experience. That part of the movie, you could you could feel the date. You could feel the date on the audio of that movie. Take that as you will. Yeah. Check it out if you want to, or don't. I also th- I also thought the movie was in black and white. Maybe that was just <laughs> me not knowing what the movie was. I could have swore that it was in black and white, and then it was all in color. I'm like, is this just a remastered version, I mean, or was the whole thing in color, and I just so didn't know? My guess is it probably was originally in black and white, and they restored it to be in color. I mean, you remember watching Cartoon Network growing up and all those uh, Shirley Temple uh, commercials that came on where she was singing like got the most yeah. crackers in my soup most of them rabbits mm-hmm. loop the loop and there was they would say we've got it available in black and white and now in stunning color so it's definitely something that they can do holy crap why do i remember those commercials so well <laughs> i don't know but uh the exorcist was in full color it's just a lot of the promotional material like the posters and stuff makes it appear as if it's in black and white but it wasn't. It wasn't it color. It came out in color, huh? Weird. That's from what I just looked up. That's what it said. But everything I saw previously was that it was in black and white. So I just assumed it was in black and white. Not that it takes away, I think. Actually, I feel like if it was in black and white, it might almost enhance the movie a little bit. Yeah, there's some movies that are just better viewed in black and white or offer just a very different mm-hmm. uh, 
aesthetic, like uh, Logan. Yeah, a little bit of different yeah, aesthetic Logan and tone. Logan is available to so. watch entirely in black and white, or at least the one that I bought is available in black and white. Uh, the Snyder Cut of Justice League, uh, that has a version that is entirely in black and white as well. Uh, what else was in black and white? I'm sure there's more. Uh, Werewolf by Night. Oh, there's plenty of movies. Mm-hmm. Black and white. And for some movies, I think that tone and that stylistic choice fits. I don't know if um, Zack Snyder's Justice League being black and white really fits. I don't know. I only ever watched it in color, so. So did I, but I'm just trying to imagine if that would, like, enhance the experience of it being in black and white. And I, I don't think it would. At least yeah, for me. Well, un- until one of us actually so. watches it in black and white, we really shouldn't say anything. True, but true. But, yeah, anything but, um, else you wanted to say? Unless you got any, yeah. Okay, I cool. do not. I think that's... Well, yeah, a bit of a shorter thing. episode this week, uh, around 40-ish minutes. I don't know. Our internet sucked. And by our internet, I think it was Ryan's internet. But So Probably we're going to be trimming some stuff down. Well, he is. Whatever. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, hope you enjoyed our little spooky season uh, marathon of episodes. I don't know what you'd call it. Spooky season sure, session. why not? I don't know. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. If you didn't, I don't care that much if I'm being honest. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'd like to say thanks to I Fight Dragons for the use of our theme song, The Geeks Will Inherit the Earth. It's off the album Kaboom. Great band, great music. I can't wait to see them in concert in like a month and a half. I don't know about you, Ryan, but yeah. Indeed, it's going to be a great time. Yes. Uh, if you want to reach out to us for any reason in particular, maybe you have something you want us to talk about or, I don't know, say, hey, you guys. You want to tell Daniel how much you hate the episode. Yeah, you can do that too. You can email us at sttpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at uh, smalltownnerds, spelt exactly how you would think, no spaces. You get the idea. Ryan, anything you want to say before we end? Yep. Thank you again for, for everybody for listening. This has been our Halloween spooky special season session. I don't know what you would call it. We just had this conversation. But thank you for listening. Next week, we'll be back to our normal kind of content. Nerd news, rapid reviews, kind of nerdy breaks down versus theory videos. Who knows? Next week, we're going to be doing a House of the Dragon season review and also making some theories and predictions for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But other than that, thank you for listening. Yeah. We'll see you next week, guys. Don't die until then. And uh, yeah, see you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.